Welcome to the Sound Practice Language Learning Podcast, short stories in American English for intermediate learners. I'm your host, Matthew Armstrong, and I'm a language learner, a lover of languages, teacher trainer, and an English teacher. Welcome to the show. Chapter 6. On the fourth day, the mute came and paid his monthly visit. Prince Delore became happier. He always did when he got new books, which the king of no man's land often sent. He paid no attention to the toys which were brought, as he considered himself a big boy. Prince Delore looked out of the window and looked at the mute's horse, which was feeding at the foot of the tower, and thought how fun it must be to get upon its back and ride away. Suppose I could walk and fight, he said to himself. Then I could ride out and see the world. But he kept all of these thoughts to himself, and just sat still, reading his new books, until he had come to the end of them all. I wonder, he would sometimes think. I wonder what it feels like to be on the back of a horse, riding away, moving fast over the country, such as I read of or see in pictures. What a lot of things there are that I should like to do. But first, I should like to go and see the world. I'll try. Soon Prince Dolor was flying out of the skylight with his traveling cloak. Before today, He had never let himself go out of sight of home, but now he felt sick of the very look of his tower. Off we go, he cried to the cloak, anywhere, anywhere so that I am away from here and out into the world. As he spoke, the cloak flew forward through the air, faster than the very fastest bird. Faster, faster, cried the prince. In great excitement, this is as good as riding a horse, and closed his eyes and felt the cool wind. He felt the wind grow colder, colder than anything he had ever known. What does it matter, though? He said, I'm a boy, and boys ought not to mind anything. Still, by and by, he began to shiver from the cold, as he had come away without his dinner and became frightfully hungry. The sunshine changed to rain, and all his clothes got wet. Will I turn back? he thought. What will happen if I stay? Abracadabra? Here he stopped. No, I can't go back. I must go forward and see the world. But oh, if only I had some clothes to keep me dry from the rain or the driest bread and cheese, just to keep me from being hungry. Still, I don't much mind. I'm a prince, and ought to be able to stand anything. Hold on, Cloak, we'll make the best of it. No sooner had he said this than he felt something warm and soft. He was wearing new warm, dry clothes now. Then, in his hand, he also found some food. It wasn't cheese or bread but it was the best food he had ever had. He ate his dinner until he grew so thirsty he did not know what to do. 
Couldn't I have just one drop of water, if it wouldn't trouble you too much, kindest of godmothers? He forgot one thing. The rain. While he spoke, it started to rain even more, as if the clouds were crying and wetting him. But then he found a cup next to him, sitting on the cloak. And the cup was full of water, and it was so fresh, so pure, as water from the clouds always is. He drank it happily. Also, as soon as the cup was empty, the rain filled it again, so that he was able to wash his face and hands. Then the sun came out and dried him in no time. Then he lay down with his warm clothes. The next minute, he was sleeping. When he awoke, he found himself flying over a country that was very different from anything he had ever seen before. Yet, it was nothing but what most people see every day and never notice. It had nothing in it that made it lovely. The country was simply pretty, nothing more. Yet to Prince Delore, who had never seen anything beyond the grassy plain, it appeared wonderful. First, there was a river. It was a fast river. It is so fast. I like things that are fast, he cried, and watched the river. All this the boy saw, either with his own eyes or through his gold glasses. He saw also, as in a picture, beautiful but quiet, many other things which struck him with wonder, especially the trees. Just think for a moment what it was like to be Prince Delore, to have lived to his age and never have seen trees. As he flew over these trees, they looked very interesting. They were very different to anything he had ever seen. If I could only get nearer so as to touch them, he said, and the cloak flew down. Prince Delore tried to touch the leaves of the tallest tree, and caught some leaves in his hand. Just some green leaves, such as we have seen many times. Yet, how wonderful they were to him. And he looked at the leaves with the greatest interest. Still, there must be many living things in the world besides trees. I should like to see a few of them. The cloak took him through the forest to a place between the mountains. There were many different plants and animals there. Through his wonderful glasses, the prince could see everything, but he was too high up to hear anything. I wonder if my godmother would give me a second pair of ears, he said. Hardly had he spoken than he found lying next to him on the cloak the strangest little box, and it had a pair of gold ears, which when he tried them on, fitted so exactly over his own ears that he hardly felt them, except for the difference they made in his hearing. The sound which he heard is one which we have heard many times, but Prince Delore, who had lived all his days in the dead quiet of his tower, heard it for the first time, and oh, if you had seen his face, he listened and listened and looked and looked. The sight of the animals made him excited. Horses running races, birds playing in the trees. They were a great treat for him to watch.
Godmother, he said, having now begun to believe that, whether he saw her or not, she could hear him. He continued to speak, Godmother, I should like better to see a person like myself. Couldn't you show me just one little boy? Suddenly the prince heard something through his gold ears, and looking downwards, he saw something that we have all seen before. This living thing didn't have four legs. This living thing had only two legs, but they were long, straight, and strong. It was a boy about that prince's own age, but oh, he was so different. His face was almost as red as his hands and black, but he was a rather friendly-looking boy and seemed so bright and healthy. Might he come and play with me? I would drop down to the ground to him or get him to come up to me. But the cloak did not listen to the prince now. There were some things which his godmother could or would not give. The cloak stayed high in the air and did not come down to the boy. The boy looked up to where the prince was. The boy on the ground thought it was just a bird in the air. The boy had a dog who was laying in the grass. The boy called to the dog, and they started off together for a race in the fields. Prince Delore watched them with great excitement. For a while, then, his sweet white face grew whiter, and he began to cry. How nice it must be to run like that, he said softly, thinking that never, no, never in this world would he be able to do the same. The prince would never run like that boy could. I think I had rather not look at him again, said the poor little prince, drawing himself back into the center of his cloak. You are no good to me, he said to his small, thin legs sadly. You never will be good to me. I wonder why I have you at all. I wonder why I was born at all, since I am not to grow up like other little boys. Prince Delore sat a good while like this, and seemed to grow years older in a few minutes. He had placed himself so he could see nothing but the sky, and had taken off his gold ears, as well as his gold glasses. What was the use of either when he had no legs to walk or run? Suddenly, coming up from below him, there rose a delicious sound. It was a morning songbird. Oh, you beautiful, beautiful bird, cried he. I should dearly like to take you in and take care of you, that is, if I might, if I could. He was so excited that he forgot all sadness and pain, forgot everything in the world except the little morning songbird, and he was just wondering if it would fly out of sight when it suddenly closed its wings as morning songbirds do when they mean to drop to the ground. But instead of dropping to the ground, it dropped right into the little boy's hands. When he came in sight of the tower, he remembered something. My pretty bird, what am I to do with you? If I take you in to my room and shut you up there, you will surely die, for I heard my nurse once say, 
that the nicest thing she ever ate in her life was morning songbird pie. The little boy didn't like the thought, and in another minute, he made up his mind. No, my bird, nothing so horrible will happen to you if I can help it. I would rather you be free. Fly away, my darling. Goodbye, my beautiful bird. Opening his two hands, he let the morning songbird go. It stayed a minute, sat on the side of his cloak, and looked at him. Then it flew away. But some time after, when Prince Delore had eaten his dinner and gone to bed, suddenly he heard outside the window a song, even in the middle of the night. The dear little morning songbird, it had not flown away after all, but had stayed about the tower, and he listened to its singing and went to sleep very happy. Thank you for listening to this episode from Sound Practice Language Learning. You can also find transcripts of these audios and podcasts at www.soundpracticelanguagelearning.com.com. 